On today's podcast, we have Terry Earlbeck with us from Grace Harris Collection. This is where traditional meets fun for home goods and clothing. So join me today as we celebrate Terry. I am still trying to wrap my head around that your name is not Grace. I know it confuses so many people, but I, you know, I think when I stuck my neck out to do this business that it just felt easier to do it if it wasn't my name. I don't know. And my name isn't as cute and it's, um, it's my kid's name. So it makes it kind of special. I just, I love the name Grace. It's been on my baby name list since I was a little girl. And to me, you look like a Grace. So it makes complete sense that you named your for Grace. Do you think I should just change my name to Grace here? I'll just change it. <laughs> just ter- just change it to Terry Grace and then just be like, I go by my middle name, Grace. I mean, you told you can do whatever you want. I'm sure I could. I love your name. And I saw that your sister's name is Joy. Yes. So adorable. Okay. So when I was 12 years old, I was still going to private Christian school in Fort Worth, Texas. And it was getting kind of rough in the area. Then we ended up moving in the middle of the eighth grade. And I decided on the like on a whim to go by my middle name, Faith, my first Mm -hmm. name, Jennifer. So there's four of us kids and they're all J names. So I don't answer to Jennifer at all. I don't even know who that person is. So when I was 13. I love that you were brave enough to do that. And there's so many Jennifers, but I, I don't know any Faiths. Yes. Same, same. In 1977, everybody named their daughter, Jennifer, Ashley, Jessica, Samantha, Meredith, what else? Yes. Well, I, okay. So my mom said she was going to name me Meredith. And I'm like, oh, it would have been a good Meredith. But uh, we looked like a Meredith too. Love that. There was a kink in things. So I also was born in 1977. Um, I have a twin sister, but my parents didn't know they were going to have twins until my mom was in labor. What? And so, yeah. And so they had to come up right away with twin names, which they hadn't thought about. And so my dad named us because I think my mom was just like an overwhelm. She's in shock. She said to herself and to everybody around her, I told y'all there was more than one in there. Yes. Everybody was like, why is she so big? (laughs) She just had no idea. Bless her heart. There were two of us and we weren't small either. Like we were decent sized babies for twins. Are you in Lubbock? I'm in Lubbock now. Yeah. So it's not far. It's like an hour and 45 minute drive. My husband grew up close to Lubbock in Slayton. And so we, this is a good place and it's, I mean, the best people and such a good place to raise a family. We love it here. Yes, it is. This is why you feel so familiar to me because when I saw your stuff on Etsy, I, I have so many things in my cart. I can't even begin to tell you page and everything on Instagram I just have like this draw up this pull towards you and I think oh late I feel like I should know her she feels like my people and then yes we oh, are you are my people I feel the same way about you and I feel like through this whole journey with my business lately like that's that's always God telling me like the direction I should go like this feeling of familiarity you know oh I like that yes but I was going to say, so my, I got a cheerleading scholarship my freshman year in college to go to college in Leveland. Yes. <laughs> what is it, South Plains? Yes. So I went to South Plains Junior College for two years. And then I went to Texas Tech. My husband went to Texas Tech, but that's not where we met. We met in high school. But that's a whole other subject. That's so that's great. So you, 
pretty much lived in Lubbock. I mean, practically Lubbock. If you lived yes. in Lubbock. So, yeah, when I saw your area, area code, I thought, I wonder where she's from. <laughs> yeah. Well, so did you, did you like it here? Well, I mean, I pledged and I, I was in it for the long haul. My husband and I, we, you know, we both, we didn't meet in, in college. We knew each other, but we didn't go together. And mm-hmm. we went our separate ways. And then when we got married, we were in Big Spring because that's where he, the practice he was working at was located. So okay. we have been, we have always said, and my mama taught me this, the best people come from the worst weather. And so. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Yeah. We, I mean, we have some good days, but there's a lot of bad days too. And it has been so hot lately, hot and windy, just like a blow dryer outside. And people might wonder why is like Lubbock weather or Amarillo weather or whatever is so bad, but it's not that it's so bad. It's just, it's so dry and everything is brown and it's super windy. I remember walking to class at Texas Tech. It just, feeling like I had something in my nose or my ears and I went back <laughs> to the dorm room and I had dust I had it in my nose holes my ear holes like, I'm like I mean it was, um, it was so- like going to the beach but you're just walking to class Yes, it gets so sandy. So where I grew up in Hereford, it's even worse because it's not sand and dirt. It's um, there are feedlots that surround the entire town. And so there's just like a haze of like cow poop in the air. Like it just looks dusty. And so it's even worse. You kind of end up with that in your nose. It's amazing people there don't have like huge like respiratory issues or something. But they, I mean, it's you just grow up with it and you get used to it and you don't even smell it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's even grosser than Lubbock. Okay, tell me if you think this is weird. When I would drive from Trophy Club or Fort Worth, whatever you want to say, to Lubbock, and I would be getting closer to West Texas, and then I would go next to all the cotton fields. To me, it smelled like McDonald's French fries. <laughs> what? Well- with my nose there is a smell I don't know I've never noticed that there is a smell with the cotton fields but there certainly is with like like right outside of Lubbock there is a potato chip factory I think oh years where they like literally fry potatoes um have just validated me yeah so that could be what it is it's like on the I don't know like east side of Lubbock yes I always smell it on the loop like on the the east side Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe that's what it was so did you meet your husband out in Hartford yes which is so funny because I was actually in college at I went to school at A&M and uh I came home I was a let's see a senior and so I came home from my cousin's wedding which was in Hartford at a church in Hartford and their um wedding reception was at the Hartford Country Club and so that's where we met he was friends with the bride and um was there for the wedding and he came and asked me to dance at the reception and got my number and so that that is the sweetest thing ever okay i know that i've got to know somebody from Harvard. i mean i know that i have because when i went to south your college i cheered with so many little girls from these tiny tiny towns around level land and i remember there was no cell phones and map quest or whatever in google maps and stuff it was the maps go but these women these young ladies never ever had to look anything up they knew all the back roads 
to oh, everything. Yeah. That's the way we I would. went. It's, and it's not easy to get from Hereford to College Station. I don't know how my parents felt confident just like sending us off, you know, no phone, no, we had a paper map with like a highlight route, but. I don't know. I guess they just thought, well, the world is nice. This is at the time. The world is nice. Yes. Somebody will really stop and help them. There'll be, a, you know, a tractor, somebody yes. <laughs> of equipment that will stop and help. But truly, I had no idea where we were going and we were judging cheerleading tryouts for little local high schools. And so, you know, they would say, well, who wants to drive? And I would say, not me. I have no idea where we are going. Well, I think maybe I always knew a lot too, because my dad is a truck driver. I mean, like he's, he has a truck, he has a trucking business now, but like driver and like, I don't know. I think we just have it in our blood. Like we just love hitting the road and just know where we're going around here. Yeah. You just learn. It's just part of you. Okay. Well, how did you get started with your Etsy shop and your business? Like when, I feel like you've been here for a while. I really haven't. Um, I started, it's been about a year and a half. So just okay. a year and a half ago. So, and about the same time that I started my shop is when I started my Instagram account. And I just thought, oh, maybe it'll help me, you know, bring some traffic to my little Etsy shop. Um, yeah. So I've been for about 20 years before I started doing this, I did residential interiors and some commercial, but interior design has been what I've done. And I just kind of needed a change. I just made a little shift and it's been so good. Like I've been so happy. It's so fun. Okay. That makes way more sense why you're so good at what you do because everything your hand touches, everything you post is gorgeous. And you, Thank have, you. you have like a signature style. Um, I can tell what's your stuff. If I see lemons or oranges or checks or bows or blue and white that's what I associate with you yeah I would say you are correct all of those things are my favorites for sure and I'm always putting a bow on it yeah I you know I've I've done so many homes and so many projects and I love my clients um, but really my favorite part of the projects was usually like I would do custom florals or wreaths or do their Christmas decor. And that was just kind of the part that lit me up. And so I just decided to do more of that. Well, right, because doing interior design is exhausting. Oh my gosh, it is. And I'm a perfectionist to the core and a people pleaser. So I kind of got to a point where I realized it wasn't really that healthy for me. Um, yeah. like my clients were tickled with, with me, you know, being available all the time and, you know, working the hours I was and, um, but it just wasn't great for my mental health. It had nothing to do with, with the people I was working for. It was, it was me, you know, it was my reaction to what was going on. Um, so I just decided to simplify things a little bit and just, you know, not do massive projects anymore because I would do homes that would take years to finish because we would do, I would touch every corner of the house from the utility room to the powder bath. Like we would do all of it. Um, which was amazing. And you get to know your clients so well that way. And I have so many wonderful friends from doing those projects, but things just got kind of difficult, especially with COVID and just doing traditional interiors. I think most people that do this kind of decorating will tell you that you, it's difficult to find what you need. You have to really hunt for it. Um, and so with COVID, it got even harder. Well, I can tell you're a perfectionist because you iron everything. I do. How do you know that? Because I can tell, and I'm so appreciative. So I would have someone like you in my life. It doesn't mean that I would iron everything, but I would love 
so much that you ironed everything and it would encourage me to iron more things which so that reminds me I have so many dresses that I need to iron regular dresses okay well I um yes I do iron everything and even everything that leaves my shop the sashes the pillows everything gets starched and pressed by me before it leaves um which is so funny like I'm getting to the point where I have enough orders that I think I'm going to need to hire somebody to help me do this stuff but right now I pack every order that goes out and that way I'm able to look it over and make sure there's not any flaws in the fabric or you know that it's all perfect in the way I want it to look when somebody opens up the box but yes and I guess that's just the way my mama raised me is we just iron everything I love it it looks so polished and so pristine and it's such a difference what I know it's so silly to talk about iron but it's so huge there's a huge difference in what your products look like and what you're bringing to the table and what I see when other people are kind of offering something that's similar well, thank you for noticing because it does take time and it is, it is work. And I have, I get so excited. I have a little baby iron that I iron. I have the little tissue covers that go on the square tissue boxes. Um, and I have like a special little baby iron that I use for those that like fits inside. And I was so excited when I bought that, which is ridiculous. But what's a good tip and trick with ironing? Because I feel like I damage myself or something when I iron. <laughs> I, well, let me think. I always, I use wrinkle releaser a lot or spray starch and that helps. I don't ever put water in the iron for the steam feature. I just always use a spray of some sort. Um, and then a lot of the smaller things, I just iron on the counter. So I have like a, a, it's like an ironing, like a pad that you unfold and lay out on the counter. Because sometimes when you're like, oh, I don't want to iron, you're thinking the ironing board out and then put it away. And so it's easy to do things really fast. And if there's something small, I mean, you wouldn't be able to iron a dress on the counter. That would take a while, but. That would take a while, but I'm interested in this little bitty iron. Isn't it? Yes. Okay. So I got it on, um, I got it on Amazon and it just fits right inside the little tissue covers. It works great. Okay. I've seen somebody else post a little iron where they did little baby doll dresses on the sleeves, like little girl dresses. It helps. I've never seen it. It's just like this little puff thing and you put the garment over it and it, it the, you just move the sleeve back and forth and it irons it. Okay. So the iron stays stationary, but you move the sleeve over it. I think into so. that. Maybe I need another iron. <laughs> if I say something, I'll send you the link. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. It makes so much sense that you like Mackenzie Childs and you're in Lubbock. Yes, it's pretty popular around here. And my mom has had it, I mean, ever since, I, I don't know, the 90s. She yes. has a lot of the original pieces and they just, I don't know, they just make me so happy. Well, it, I just thought, oh my goodness, it's coming back. And then I was looking through your feed and then I noticed where you were, you were located. And I thought, uh, that makes sense. Oh, I'm so glad she's bringing it back. Because for me, it was like, I saw it in the 90s, and then it went out, and then I had I just started seeing it, like, here and there, and I got on your stuff, and I thought, oh, this feels like home again. You it know, does it's- feel like home. I agree. Like, I don't like it everywhere. Like, a house full of it is a little bit much for me, but I just, I love that little pop, you know, of the checks. Well, obviously, I'm a check girl, and we, and I have no problem with mixing it with other checks and other patterns and, you know, it's, it gets a little, uh, 
chaotic, but I don't know. It makes me happy. Sometimes that's how home feels, you know? So now knowing that you were, that you were, that you are a designer, you're just not practicing. You kind of shift your focus from one business to another. You've kind of evolved. You've really retired. And you know what I mean? You've retired and now you're just doing something you enjoy doing. And it's just, yeah. Just take, you know, just simplifying my life a little. And I did want to point out, um, I started on Etsy, but I actually am phasing out that Etsy shop. And I have my website now. So graceharriscollection.com is where you can go to shop everything. I only have a few items left on Etsy. And that's just to point people in the direction of the website if they go to Etsy. So they don't think I'm totally missing and gone. Um, But yes, I have a website now. It's so pretty. It's very easy to navigate. It's very clean. Thank you. I've worked hard on it. I have no idea how much work it was. Like I have a whole new appreciation for people that have websites or even people that send out marketing emails weekly and all of that. Like, wow, it's a lot. I really need to get the umpta to write down everybody's email that I have and put it in the marketing, whatever. So I can like send them information out. So they remember what I do, but I just, I'm not medicated for my ADHD and that one task has just, I mean, I'm, I'm like three years behind on that. I, I, I haven't done it yet. Oh, I understand that. Well, I don't have ADHD, so I have zero excuse, but uh, I can understand that that would be really overwhelming. <laughs> we know the same people. I, I bet you, we probably know some of the same people. I've, I oh, mean, I'm I'm sure. We're in that same little community, which I love so much. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like, the same group of people that I've followed for forever quietly, just watching what they were doing to now be able to have conversations with them on a daily basis and, you know, be in the comments and it's just so fun. It's just the sweetest group of ladies. Really sweet because there are women that I've looked up to and I was following on Pinterest and now I've had them on my podcast. I mean, I've been following them for years and years and years. Like when my when my little girl was little bitty, she's now going to be 12. Yeah. So are you talking about Jennifer Dimples and Tangles? I followed her forever. And now oh. she's like, you know, wearing one of my dresses. It's like a full moment. It is amazing. Yes, completely. Yes, Jennifer from Dimples and Tangles and, em- and Emily from Eleven Gables. Yes. Uh, both of them. I've. They were, well, Lori Byrne from LB Originals is the very first person that I followed. On. Oh my gosh. I love her style so much. I have begged her to be on this, on this podcast and she's just turned me down left and right. And I'm like, please, I just, I'm so in love with you. And she, oh, I don't have anything to talk about. You don't want me on. And I say, yes, I do. Well, that, you know, that was kind of my first thought too. And then I thought, you know, that's, that is the devil a little bit. We'll get in your head and that you don't have anything to talk about but we all do and I know she would I would love to hear her story I just I look up to her so much I just think oh goodness if I could if I could just get some curtains that are checked in my house like that and then I discovered you and I was like oh my goodness they're cut from the same cloth I know we are aren't we I feel the same way well I think that she's she's very good at boundaries though which I probably should be better about but like especially with Instagram and stuff like privacy and boundaries and all that I I understand why she would feel that way yeah and it it doesn't hurt my feelings because I really truly feel that the women and men that are supposed to be on here are the ones that are supposed to be on here when they are 
Oh, yes, I agree. God's timing is the perfect time. It is always. Okay. How did you get, how did you learn to sew? Has this always been in your, in your. Oh, it hasn't actually. I, um, I didn't learn to sew until, um, actually during COVID when we were all kind of stuck at home. Um, we had a friend from church that that's a nurse and she and her team at the hospital, they were worried about running out, you know, not having the protective gear they needed. Um, do you remember that? Yes. That fear, you know, that, oh my gosh, we, we need these masks and nobody has them. And, you know, it seems like it's crazy, but it, it was stressful at the time. Um, and I was like, what can I do to help her? And she was needing people to, to sew masks for her team. And so my daughter knew how to sew and my mother-in-law. And so we borrowed my mother-in-law's machine and brought it home and put it on the dining room table. And we learned how to sew them. Um, so, and I had all these scraps left over from home decor projects. And so, um, and then some local businesses donated fabric too. And we just used what we had and sewed these masks. And it was so much fun. Like I, I didn't think I was going to like it that much, but you know, so I learned, I learned how to cut the patterns and, um, and we had the cutest, we made the cutest masks. I have to say, like we had the best fabrics and the best fabric combinations. Um, and so that's what we did. And I, you know, I rounded up some ladies from the church that also sewed. And so I would cut the fabric and I would drop the pieces off and they would sew and I would go pick them back up. And it's just funny to think back on that because it's a lot of what I'm doing now is I have local seamstresses that are sewing my pillows and my sashes and a local monogram girl. So I'm always dropping something off with somebody. Um, so it's a little bit of the same thing and it's, and it's so fun. I'm having a blast. So you physically make your own wreaths? Yes. So the florals I make myself, the sashes and pillows, I now have workrooms that do them because I, I know how to sew, but I'm not good at it. And my machine is not good. Um, so I just come up with the idea and then have somebody else make it for me. That's, and that's the hard part is creating. And for us, I feel like creating is easy. It's the execution of like physically doing it. That's hard. Uh, Yes, I would agree. And the execution has, it's been challenging to find. There aren't a lot of people that want to do sewing um, locally and, and do it to the level, you know, do it as much as I need, you know, uh, because I've, I've always got a project and, and I need multiple stone of things. So because of that, um, I have a workroom in India now that does a lot of my block print pillows and uh, sashes and the dresses all come from India. Yes. Those block prints are so popular. It reminds me of, do you, re do you remember Laura Ashley, like way back when? Oh, yes. Way back when, and it was like the fabric to wear. It was the, the outfits to wear. And it seems like now the Indian block print has, you know, made its stance like Laura Ashley did. It's true. I hadn't thought about it that way. I still remember going into a Laura Ashley store for the first time and I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 12. But I remember having this feeling of like, this is my place and these are my people. Like just so excited to be there in the middle of all the color and the pattern. Um so yeah, I can I I think that I agree. Like it is kind of the new Laura Ashley. Didn't realize that you made Randy Garrett's wreaths 
or her friend. Oh, yes, ma'am. That was me. And she, she reached out to me and we designed those together. She has the best taste. She has a really good taste. And you know what? I don't remember what triggered me to follow you. I don't know if it could have been that, if it could have been your Etsy shop, if it was something I saw on Instagram. I don't know, but I'm so glad to be in your world. And we still go to Lubbock because my husband and I, you know, we both went to tech. Mm-hmm. He has that lives out there. Their soror- my sorority sisters are all over the place. So next time I head out that way, I'm calling you. Please do. Oh, I hope you will. And I, if you do come this way, um, just as of a couple of weeks ago, I have a physical store where my things are available to purchase here in Lubbock now, like it's brand new. Um, but there is a florist here called Gracie. I don't know if you follow them, um, but they have a beautiful account and do the prettiest weddings and events. And so we kind of buddied up on it. we've known each other for years, but on Instagram, we kind of reunited and um, have decided to work together. So I'm a lot of my stuff is in her retail space at her shop now. So I have a rack of dresses. I've got my sashes. I have wreaths and tons of home decor like Staffordshire dogs and ginger jars and things like that. So you have to go there if you come to Lubbock. Yes, I do. I need to come there, especially if you have staffies. I love I'm those. It's, it's ridiculous, actually. is a good thing if you ask me. Um, yeah, so we, I have, I just got in a bunch of new ones. We've got blue and white ones. I also have Staffordshire bunnies. If you're a bunny person. I am. I love bunny rabbits. My husband calls me. He says, I look like a little bunny rabbit. So. <laughs> um, you, I don't know about that. Well, I know you're the cutest thing. You have the cutest face. Oh my goodness. You're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, my husband and I, we play this little game when somebody is on TV and they're talking or doing something. Okay, what animal do you think that person looks like? It could be, <laughs> we don't we don't try to be ugly, but it's one thing that we've always done since we've been dating, and without skipping skipping a beat. You know when you meet somebody that you're supposed to be with. When oh yes, I do that, and they get it. They don't question you. They're like, yeah, that person looks like a praying mantis. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like I'm that way with my sister and my husband and my mom. Like all we have to do is like make eye con- make eye contact with each other and like I know what you're thinking and know I know what you think is funny right now. I know mm-hmm. what you yeah, I know what you're thinking. Um okay, I've got a couple questions for you about the whole brief stuff. Mm-hmm. Um what how is the best way to clean your wreath? to clean it. Okay. Well, I, it depends on the kind of wreath that it is. Um, some of them, if they're like, if it's like a plastic boxwood, like the faux boxwoods, I'll hose them off. Um, some of them can handle water because we get so much dirt here. And there are certain wreaths that I just probably wouldn't even put outside, you know, if they had a lot of floral and a lot of ribbon, or if you did put it outside, you would just have to know that you're probably going to get a few, few years out of it, you know? Um, cause things get sun bleached and, you know, not everything I use is, is made, is UV protected to go outside. Um, but most of the time I say just when you're blowing, when you do your yard work, when your husband has the blower or whatever, just blow it off. Um, that's pretty good. And, you know, if it needs a really good cleaning, you could probably use a wet rag and like wipe down each leaf. It just takes a while. What is the best way to launder your sashes? 
Uh, I just put them in with a load of laundry, um, wash them probably on cold, unless they're like super stained, I would, I would go warmer water, but, um, and then just starch them and press them. What is the best way to launder your lashes? I just wash them in, just put them in with a load of laundry. Uh, I probably wouldn't wash them in super hot water because they would shrink, um, because they're all hundred percent cotton and they're lined, um, and so shrinkage probably wouldn't be the best thing, but yeah, just, I mean, you can wash them with regular detergent and they, they come out pretty good. Some, some of the block print fabrics are more prone to fading in the sun um, because they're block printed by hand and the dyes they use are sensitive to sun exposure. And so there is a product that they sell at Walmart or you can get it on Amazon that is Scotchgard and it's a UV protectant and a waterproofer and so if you wanted to spray your sash with that when you first get it that definitely helps and then you would probably have to recoat it with that after you wash it um but yeah and just iron press them out with the iron and starch them and they're good to go again really 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 want a sash and my husband if you heard me say that would make fun of me for saying more than one really but i don't care because i think they're beautiful and i have a boxwood wreath and yeah. so i have the, I have a sash. I don't know which sash I have in my, my, in my Etsy cart, but now I know just to go to the website. But and yeah, the yes, there's so many more over there and I'll be coming out with more for fall. So what color is your front door? My, well, currently my front door is white blue by Benjamin Moore and our house is traditional. I'm probably going to paint in a dark green coming up. Do you paint a lot since you're a color expert? Well, when, well, yes and no. <laughs> it yeah. depends what's going on. I get really motivated when I'm about to host. And I I'm, do too. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, everything needs to be done. There's a scratch on the toilet seat. I need a new toilet seat. Like if people yeah. over, I just flip out. Yes. Last time we hosted for the 4th of July, I mean, we just, we went all out. I mean, we were just doing all the things for the yard and inside and I mean I got the chairs and I was painting two chairs and recovering them and it turns out I don't even like the color that I painted them but I was trying to do something different it's the right color but I don't have the right floors and I know I'm going to replace the floors but first we have to do a new retaining wall and a French drain outside before we you know it's like all the things so yes I love I love entertaining hosting and painting is such an easy way to refresh Yes, it is. Well, and especially for you, since you have such a good eye for color, I feel like you are so smart to be doing what you're doing because paint is difficult. And even when you're used to dealing with it, like I am, like there are certain colors, like greens, especially that, that are, and even neutrals that I struggle with. Well, I help a lot of designers out too, because they are seasoned in so many categories. They can't just like hone in on one little thing. And I've been working with paint since I was 12 years old. My seventh grade science fair project was how paint colors change under incandescent, fluorescent, and natural lighting. And now they're getting rid of incandescent and they're replacing it with LED. That's and, a whole new project, I'm sure. A whole oh, science project. I mean, I've been exposed to that language and lingo with my dad in the paint industry and my mama as a design assistant. You know, I would say oh, that's blue. And my mama would say, that's periwinkle or that's white blue or no, that's celadon. 
or that's a crew. She wouldn't say that's beige or that's light green. So right. I grew up with that. So I mimic that behavior as well. Oh, that's so neat. Okay. So what color are your walls? Um, which room? My Now you have to understand I inherited cream as my trim. If I could choose a trim color, it would be alabaster because I just want to go a shade lighter and I don't want to remodel my whole house. Right. Yeah, that's a slippery slope when you start painting cream. That's a lot. Yes. And it needs to be done, but that's neither here nor there. I have in my house, I have a rice grain in our primary bathroom, which I want to change where rice grain is to soji white. So mm-hmm. that's a lot right there. But I've got sea salt, oyster bay, and then I have a valet pink color upstairs. And then I do have alabaster on my walls. So there's some like, light blue green colors in my house and off whites and some neutrals and yeah as you might imagine I don't have a lot of neutral uh, no I, white but my walls are all yellow well you have a certain color well we'll get in well I guess I could go ahead and ask you about your paint colors do you want to tell me yeah well okay so me and my mom both we have the same color on our walls and it's kind of a buttery yellow that we my mom painted her walls that color because it's what they had in our church growing up at first baptist herford the sanctuary is the prettiest butter yellow like there's just i don't know just like a warm happy vibe in there and so she chose her paint color based on what was in the church and so then I copied her and I just took her paint color. And so the one I have is, um, it is Benjamin Moore and it's Golden Lab. Yes, Golden Lab. And so it looks kind of like, I don't, it doesn't look that, that yellow on a paint chip. It kind of looks like a manila folder, but it is definitely have a golden butter color when you get it on the walls. Yeah. Yellows are, yellows and pinks and oranges will trick people every time because they'll think, oh, this is not what it looks like. And they put it on their walls and it looks like day glow. Yeah. You have to be really careful with them. It's very, it's a very subtle color and it has a tiny bit of peach to it, I think, which makes it just like a super flattering color to be in, you know, to be in a room that's that color. Just gives it a cast. What room, is it your room at the house that's green, that has a check sofa, that has the dogs? Is that your room? That, yes. And that is, that's our study. And we, that's probably the most recent room that we've done in the house. And we did it a couple of years ago and I, you're going to understand this. So the pressure was on. My husband was like, we're going to Home Depot. We're going to go get the paint for this room. And I'm like, wait a minute. I haven't overanalyzed it. I haven't put up samples. I haven't done anything. And so I just decided to pick the sofa we already had. And it was kind of old and dingy a little bit. And I was like, okay, I need to pick the color that will make my sofa shine, you know, that will make it look the best. And so I decided to go green and it was the first one I picked and we bought the gallons of paint and we put it on the wall and it was good. It was easy for once. So pretty. I really want to come and see you now just so I can be in your house. And um, I want to come do a floral arrangement with you because I love doing florals. Like I love it. I didn't know that until I did my aunt's wedding. And that was Yes, you should tell. We would have so much fun. Yes. Have you done Supper Club? No, I haven't. I'm looking for social. Yes. So next year, we'll have to join. So Supper Club is with Lindia Menzies. 
and she does the Supper Club. I've interviewed her on the podcast, but they do some fun, fun things. And I think you can listen to that interview. I've listened to a bunch of yours, but haven't listened to that one. I saw it this morning when I was looking through. Oh, sweet. I forgot to say, I'm sorry, before I forget, I forgot to say what, I think I forgot to say what color the green was in the study. And it, um, Sherwin-Williams edamame. Yeah. Um, so sorry to interrupt, but I just knew we were going to forget to say that. And I know. So I wanted to talk about how um, you get God wings with your designs. You mentioned in one of your posts that you needed, you were, set, you were learning to sew pillows and then you just didn't have enough, quite enough fabric. Do you want to tell that story? Yes. Oh, it's the sweetest story. And I feel like, yes, throughout every, you know, on a daily basis, I think if we look hard enough, there are definitely god wings it was just um it was a day i was trying to finish up some pillows for i was sewing them for our patio um and i ran out of fabric and it was a lace field designs print that's got like little pagodas on it and stuff and i'd ordered it online and i just i wanted to finish and i didn't you know i didn't have the time to order more and i can't remember maybe it wasn't even available this has been a few years ago and so i headed out to joe my local joann's knowing that they wouldn't have lace field designs because, you know, this is not anything they carry, but I thought I would at least maybe find something that was a coordinate, you know, that I could do a different print on the back or so I was, I just looked through all the fabrics and didn't see anything that I love, but on the way out, I was kind of pawing through the sale rack and um, lo and behold, there was the lace field designs pagoda fabric that I was using in the sale rack and I think it was like a yard and a half or something I don't remember that I needed to finish my project and it was exactly a yard and a half folded up on the sale rack at Joann's Fabrics and if you shop at Joann's you know there's not going to be like I mean they have good fabrics but they don't have like designer fabrics like that it was the strangest thing it's really neat how you saw it like that because I do the same thing too I will I'll be you know, lusting or coveting or, you know, hoping or praying for one thing, you know, it could just mm-hmm. be lampshades, like, oh gosh, you know, I really want new lampshades in my master bedroom. Oh goodness. You know, those run so, so expensive. How on earth am I ever going to find something? And then, oh, you know, I really like it. And then lo and behold, I'll go to a place and it's the home store and the scallop lampshades were twelve ninety nine each. And it was the right shade of cream. And they were scalloped and just like perfectly cute. Or you think, oh, you know, I'd really like to, do. you know, it's just, it's not something like I'm obsessing over. But right. That, like I really wanted to have designer curtains in my home. And I thought there's no way that my husband is going to understand spending tens of thousands of dollars on hardware and curtains. There's just not, I knew it in my gut. Right. And I, so many things upstairs from, you know, from the thrift store that were Pottery Barn, you know, and I'd made things work getting designer curtains on Facebook Marketplace, but I really wanted my downstairs to be way more elevated. And this was years ago. I was working for a global paint company, and I had a client who had just moved into a home. She hated everything. She hated all the light fixtures. She did not like any of the hardware, any of the curtains. And I was just floored. And we just got along. We just, she was just tickled pink with me. And I opened my big fat mouth and I said, these curtains are just lovely. Not knowing that she didn't like hers. And she goes, oh, well, you can have them. And I think, no, I can't. You know, I'm not allowed to take that clients. And um, 
but she remembered that and she reached out to me after they painted because I told her I said if you end up selling them let me know because I'll buy them from you right the painter called me and said hey we finished painting the house you know so and so wants you to give her a call so I called her and she goes hey I got those curtains for you if you want I said oh I'll be right over and I was fully ready to Venmo or write a check or whatever she needed and she's like no 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 they're they're for you and the only cash that I had was like a nickel and, right. a and I said I have I had to give her something like legally I had to give her something for it because you know conflicts of interest and you know gifts and all that stuff you have to be careful with and I just didn't want to get in trouble at work and so I got these beautiful curtains from IBB Designs and I have like six panels and three curtain rods from this like stunning place. I mean, I know it was worth it on the leg. Oh, wow. Well, and it helped her too, because I've been in that situation with so many of my clients where it's perfectly nice, beautiful things we're taking out of a home, but what no jam. it's not your taste. And so it's, it helps to have somebody to give it to and it makes them feel good. And so I know you probably did her a favor getting it off her hands too. I was so excited and I was just, my heart was so full. I thought, God, and I, I've learned this a long time ago, but I really do think like whatever matters to your heart, whatever your heart's desires are, God sees that. Oh, and I so much. He does. He, he wants to delight us and he knows what will, even when it's something little that seems so trivial to other people. Um, yeah, he wants to delight us. And I, I like that you agree with that. I do. The very first time I experienced that, I was 18 years old. I was at South Plains Junior College. This is so silly, but since you're from the area, I have to tell you the story. So we were at South Plains Junior College. She was the head cheerleader, and I really needed powder. I really needed powder for my face. <laughs> um, but I hadn't bought any. You know, I was getting the pen or the pencil and, and scratching the outside of my you know, my Maybelline powder and music. Yes. I just thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to, I don't, I'm not going to have enough money for gas in my car and groceries and whatever, you know, I just did not have anything to script together. And one day, Katie walks up to me, Katie Richardson, and I love her dearly. I love you, Katie. And she walked up to me. She's like, hey, Faith, I have this Clinique powder and it's the wrong shade and they won't let me return it. Do you want it? And I said, Yes. And I started crying because oh. I, I needed it. And second, that was the exact powder that my heart wanted always, like all through high school, for whatever reason, I really wanted Clinique double pressed powder. Yes. I remember it. I'm sure I used it too. Yes. And it was the right color. I mean, that was the first time that I consciously knew God cares about what I care about, even if it's silly, like face. I had an instance with a, with a client, we were working on a party. We were doing a derby day party for her daughter. Um, and we wanted to make a rose horseshoe, um, you know, like kind of like a wreath, but horseshoe shaped. And we were like, how can we do this? And she was like, oh my gosh, I know we can use a pool noodle and we can poke the flowers into it. And so we bopped out to her pool and she has like a, a room where they kept all their pool toys and stuff. We're in there looking for a pool noodle. And, uh, and lo and behold, there was a pool noodle that was pink, just the color we needed that was already bent into a horseshoe. 
and we were like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect thing and the perfect shape. And it's, there it is. Like sometimes things are just so easy like that. I I love it that you get God wings too. Yes, we do. And we were like, thank you, Jesus, for the horseshoe shaped pool noodle. It's so silly, but it means so much. (laughs) It does. It does. And I think he likes it that we notice. Mm -hmm. I could, I could talk about how the Lord has provided something for my house and every room. I mean, I could, I could have a story about everything. I just story time about how I got that piece and what happened there. For a really warm, beautiful home, I'm sure. Mom is so stinking. Isn't she cute? I just, okay, so I just got back from spending the week with her. We I went to Santa Fe with my mom and her sisters uh, for four days and just got back last night. And we had so much fun. And, yes, she is so cute. She had the cutest outfits and, you know, looked adorable the whole time. I mean, how does your mom have so much good style? I mean, has she always been like that? She really has. She's always been that way. And she always dressed us like with great, even when I wasn't aware enough to appreciate it, like she dressed us with great style. Like I still remember her going to Dillard's and Amarillo and then coming home with like Ralph Lauren button downs and walking shorts and, you know, all the preppy stuff that we wore in junior high. And that it would just be laid out on the bed, the cutest outfits. And she just always had us looking cute and I don't know where she, her mother had great style, but not to the extent that, that she does. I think she's just a detail person and just notices things. And, and to be honest, she, she buys a lot. And I think when you have a lot to work with, like it's fun to get in your closet and, and just mix it up and same with her home. Like she's never been one to overanalyze or stress out over something being a mistake or you know, she just, if she likes it, she buys it and it just, it works. And somehow it all works together. I need to get a health tour of hers. You recently redid something in her home. What was it? We redid the front bedroom. Um, and we worked with a lot of the things that have been there since the nineties. So it has blue and white wall wallpaper that was done in the nineties. The wall color is the same butter yellow that's been there since the nineties. Um, and so we just, put in, you know, a new headboard and some, and a lot of the wicker pieces that we've had since we were kids, we still use the wicker desk and chair in there. And it's, you know, so it still feels like home. It's not totally different, but it's definitely an update. We did Serena and Lily bedding and added in a big dresser with a TV. And so it just feels like a luxury suite. It's, it's my favorite place in the house. Do you have any advice for somebody that's wanting to elevate their home? and have it look more luxurious, like a bedroom. What are some tips or tricks that you have for somebody that's wanting to do that to their space? I would say um, if you want to look to be elevated, I would say go for larger scale and fewer pieces. Sometimes I think people get a little, like I like a lot of things, don't get me wrong, but as far as your furniture and your main basic pieces go, I would say go for quality and larger scale. So like a light fixture, larger scale or a lamp, you know, go for a larger ginger jar lamp is going to look like, you know, more end than something small. Um, I would say down fillers in your euros and your shams, 
make it look more luxurious. And of course, lots of pillows. We, we use a ton. Um, I like my formula for a good luxurious bed is to do a coverlet, um, three euros, two shams, and then some accent pillows, and then always a duvet or a comforter folded at the foot of the bed that's super fluffy. Um, I think makes it look high end. Okay, we're going to be best friends because I completely agree with everything you've been saying in this entire podcast. So I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. But yeah, I definitely think that looks high end. I also think an area rug in a bedroom elevates it. And of course, um, drapes. I am a big drapes girl and I, and I know they're pricey, but I think any money you put in with drapes, like multiplies, you know, as far as the look goes, it really, um, makes it look high and just I think the more fabric you can get in a room the better just the softer it feels and more in your drapes I mean do you I haven't laundered my drapes yet they don't need it I mean no I don't I you know I think if you felt like they were dusty you could you okay. could vacuum them you know if things get dirty you can pull them down and take them to the cleaners that's not hard to do there's got to be a trick to getting the bunting not the bunting the garland to stick on the mantle without damaging the mantle. There's a couple of ways. Um, I use command hooks on most of my jobs because that, you know, if you follow the directions and you make sure you clean the surface well and you let it, you let it sit for the 30 minutes to cure and all that, they've never failed me if I install them right. Um, and they can hold quite a bit. I use three. I usually do one on each corner of the mantle and one in the center and then you just, you know, run floral wire around your garland and then loop that wire around the hook. They work really well, but there is a home that I do that we have the most massive loaded garlands that I don't trust a command hook. And so we just had to do nails in the mantle. And so I do three nails, one on each end and one in the center. And people get kind of tripped out like, oh my gosh, you're putting nails in that beautiful wood. But like it's for something that heavy, we had to. And you pull the nail out when the season's over and you can't even see, especially when it's a tall mantle, you can't see the hole up there. So it's fine. Okay. I just noticed this. In your logo, are those cotton balls? No, they are. Uh, they're actually oranges because my first wreath that kind of, and most popular bestseller wreath is the orange and magnolia wreath. Oh. And so, yeah, they're oranges. Okay, I wasn't sure because it was, they're white. And I thought, oh, is it a cotton ball or is it? Cause That's a good idea, though. That would be a good nod to, to Lubbock for sure. I know. And, I mean, I don't know what it'd be like decorating with cotton because you'll probably tear your hands up because it would hurt so bad. Right. Oh, my gosh. Most of the stuff I decorate with does tear my hands up. They're such a mess. They're really strong, though, from using those clippers to cut the wires and stuff and all the faux florals this time of year is when I really start I make a lot of wreaths and go, pretty much from August through December is nonstop. I, I sell a ton of fall wreaths and then starting at the end of October is when I start Christmas decor putting that stuff out for my clients so it's busy I just love all your stuff I can't feel it okay I have a couple of questions for you about how some things fit. The Dudley Stevens, because I love them. I've heard them speak at the New England Coastal Creative. It's on my to-do list to buy. But okay. I'm scared because I don't know. I don't, like, it's fleece, right? So fleece doesn't really stretch. 
No, it doesn't. And I will say if you are hot, like, I, I don't know if I'll be able like, I'm having a lot of hot flashes these days and I don't know if I'll be able to wear my fleece <laughs> this winter. I hope to, but like, I'm usually so busy. I think if I just sat in an office, I could probably wear it, but it is warm. Um, the Velo fleece is what mine are and they're pretty toasty. Um, but I know they do a Terry fleece that probably isn't as, isn't as warm as the Velo. Uh, and I would say as far as sizing on their things, I would size up one or two. They run small and it's not anything you want to be tight. No, I was going to say, it looks like it runs narrow. Yeah, it does. It and, does. Oh, and they're so little and you're a little bitty too. And you have yours where yours is more like a tunic style. Yes. I buy the long, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I, I like the longer one and I did size up. So I wear a large, uh, no, I'm typically a medium, but I wear a large in their stuff. Um, I'm like a size eight. Okay. Goals. I'm so excited. Okay. There's my goal. I want to be a size eight. <laughs> no, I don't mean that, but I'm just saying if that helps, you know, like if a size eight wears a large, and Dudley Stevens, like it just runs a little bit small. Yeah, I'll have to get an extra large. I'm in the process of losing weight. So, you know, I'm hopeful that I could get into a large. Okay, the Vivia official shoes. Yes. Okay, I have been looking at them because they keep popping up on my Instagram ads, just like yours did, but I didn't know they had them with bows. Oh, I know. Aren't the bows cute? I had so much fun buying all those and putting oh. the bows. I haven't, you know, it's summertime, so I've been wearing closed-toe shoes that much, but I know I'll be wearing them a lot in the fall. Well, I know, I know right now. I, it's so funny because when you're in summer, you can't wear to wear, can't wait to wear winter stuff. And when you're in winter, you're like, I can't wait until it's summertime and I have a tan and I can show my arms. It's just like. I know, true. I, but I do love spring and summer clothes the most. Do you? I feel like you do because you wear so many cute little dresses. Well, dresses just hang and they feel better on my body than having something tight around my waist. Same. I don't wear jeans at all. Hardly. Like I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm a jeans and t-shirt girl. Like I don't wear t-shirts and I don't really wear jeans. Like I'm a dress girl or I like did, I did buy a couple pairs of jeans and I'll wear them, but it, it just hasn't been really, truly, it hasn't been cold enough. Like last winter, it wasn't a cold winter. I don't feel no, it wasn't here either. I mean, we had a few like really brutally cold days, but for in general, it wasn't. No, I just think dresses are fun. And then I don't have to figure out what top and bottom in any kind of cardigan or wrap or shawl to go with it. It's like the dress and that's it. Yes, it's so easy. I've definitely been in a dress era. Well, especially now that I'm kind of designing my own. Like that's how I started was just having made what I wanted to wear. And I thought, well, maybe somebody else would want to wear it. Um, yeah. So when you design your own, like the allure of buying something off the rack isn't that, I mean, mm -hmm. it's not really fun. I know. I've been thinking about that for a while now going, dadgummit, I'm going to have to start my own brand of clothes again. And I don't want to because I just want to tell somebody else, like, hey, this, I mean, I've drawn out pictures and pitched ideas to a couple, couple different companies going, Okay. <laughs> For dresses? I didn't know that about you. Yes. Well, I used to have my own clothing line called Stitches of Faith. And, um, I, oh my gosh, how fun. So why, so what made you transition to doing what you're doing now from that? Well, I was doing that because my child was little bitty and mm -hmm. I was her in smocked clothes and 
I wanted to see certain styles of them. And I had lots of friends that had their own companies, a smart clothing line, but I wasn't seeing what I wanted. So then I created my own and I carried that. And it, it was, you know, I just did pre-orders and then I would take the orders. And then when I had enough, then I would order it and they would come in and I didn't charge too much money. I'm a, I was a very fair price. And then, you know, it's like you would make something and then you basically got your clothes for free and made a little bit of money on it. So, so who manufactured for you? Was it in the U.S.? No, El Salvador. Okay. So how did you go about finding somebody to do that? That's been the most interesting part for me is trying to find yeah. a work at a facility that, you know, we didn't have a huge language barrier and that, you know, was the quality I wanted. That's been a big. You have to. So the way it started for me was is that I had, I had clothing that I liked. And so I would see the label on the clothing and then I would reach out to that brand. So mm -hmm. I have some girlfriends and that I would order from. And one of them in particular, I, I noticed that the quality had changed and it was drastically improved. And so I inquired her about that. She told me and I, you know, I said, this is what I want to do. She's like, you should totally do it. You're super creative, reach out to them. And so I did. And the biggest thing is, is communication that they understand what you're trying to say that you want. Mm -hmm. And then they communicate back to you clearly and in a timely manner. And then yeah. they lose what you're asking and that the quality is what you're expecting it to be and that there's no tariffs. So, you know, you might have like a wonderful manufacturer overseas, but then you might have to pay tariffs when it comes over, when it finally lands or the shipping time might always be delayed, you know, four more weeks and four more weeks and four more weeks or right. the manufacturer might steal your design and let somebody else use it. So, you know, there are a lot of ways it can go wrong. That's for sure. I've been lucky that the first manufacturer I worked with has been really good. I mean, we've had, there's been a few minor issues. Like I think quality, I'm such a perfectionist. Like I think their idea of quality control and mine are kind of two different things. You know, so I do have quite a few pieces that I need to do a sample sale with, you know, pieces that there might be a little misprint in the fabric or something like that. So probably at the end of the summer do a little sample sale here locally, like a sidewalk sale or something. Yeah, you could do that. I would say just whoever, whoever you look up to, or if you find somebody that's doing what you want to do and you're friends with them or you become friends with them and then you just ask them which house they're using, which manufacturer, and then contact them. I mean, you could always go on Alibaba, but I mean, I, don't, I would advise you to, yeah, that's kind of overwhelming. Well, I found a lot of, I mean, a lot of the people I found are were through like the little community of Etsy. There's so many great people that are willing to do wholesale on Etsy. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're going to find manufacturers too, that will creep into your DM. I can yeah, do I contact it all the time. You're right. Yeah. People all the time going, Oh, do you want to make Indian block print dresses or you know, Ushak rugs and, um, I don't, I mean, I'll design them, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be the shop for it. Like I would do a collaboration mm -hmm. with somebody and a heartbeat, you know, I, I love creating. Well, maybe we need to talk about that later. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can talk about it anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, we've got one. Okay, so you have your Etsy shop, but that's really phasing out. So we really need to send everybody to your website, which is graceharriscollection.com. Yes, that is it. And it's changing almost weekly, and especially now that the seasons are about to change. But I do still have a lot of fun, summery, bright stuff. Like, I'm not one of those people that goes real dull or dark for fall. So it'll, it'll probably still be really bright looking over there. And I still love, you know, all my oranges and fruity stuff that people typically think of as, um, as summer or spring. I'll use that through Christmas, you know, even Christmas trees and Christmas garlands and all that. But yes, graceharriscollection.com. And then locally you can shop inside of Gracie Floral and it's at the corner of the 82nd and Quaker in Lubbock. And then your Instagram is graceharris.collection. Yes, it is. Yes, that that pesky little dot. Do you know why I had to do that? No. Because when I first came up with my business name, I went and I thought, well, I better go snag the Instagram account for Grace Harris Collection. And um, so I did. And then it was years before I actually did anything with it. And then somehow I got myself locked out of my account. And so I'm the, I'm the one that has the account with Grace Harris collection. Um, but so I had to make a new one with the dot in it because I couldn't get into the other one. So I'm not that tech technology has been the biggest struggle for me in all of this. It's been so much to learn. And then you have an Amazon. Okay. Hold on. I got to find you on Amazon so I can follow you. I do. I have an Amazon storefront. I have not put as much time into it lately as I should have, but I definitely will as it gets closer to Christmas. Um, I would say if you want to shop Amazon, my picks from Amazon, it's, I do have the storefront, but I also link them on like to know it. So I know it where I'm a little more active on links there. I think, okay, who I follow, I might already be following you. No. It's pretty fun. That's something that I never set out to do. You know, never intended to. It's just been kind of a surprise that that I that people want to know what I'm wearing and buying and all of that. And so it's it's what? super. Yeah, you had a pink Amazon set. Oh, I have pink. You, I think you had it in khaki, maybe. Um, it was one piece. It was like a sweater material, and I bought it. It had really long legs on it, so I had to wear it under like real high. But yes, I, they were so long, weren't they? It's, you just never know what you're going to get with that stuff. That's why it's so nice to have your Instagram friends that will mm-hmm. show you what it really looks like and tell you size notes and all of that. Yeah, you have, so, you have such good taste. I would highly recommend everybody go find you because, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I've bought some, I've bought some things that, that you have. I need to follow you. I guess, I don't know if you have a link can post for your Amazon storefront. I can't, and it's, it may be in my Lincoln bio. I can't remember if I put it in there or not. It's been a while since I've messed with any of that. I need to add it in. But I think if you just go to my Lincoln bio on Instagram, it's in there. Are you looking right? Yeah, I'm going to go to it right now because I'm not getting off the phone with you until. Okay. 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 Well, tell me if it's not there and I'll have to go add it in. Shop my Amazon page. Okay. Clicking on that. Okay. Follow. Well, thank you for following me on there. You know, I kind of take a little bit of a break from posting as much Amazon stuff because it just seems like there's so many accounts that do it that are so good at it, you know. And I also, as a small business, 
like want to promote other small businesses too. I don't always, I, I promote a good mix of like larger businesses and small, um, you know, and sometimes people will say in my comments, like, how about promote, you know, how about support a small business? And it's like, well, I am one, you know? Um, so I, I like shopping everywhere. I don't discriminate. Yeah. And money is money, but okay. I'm following you now on Amazon. That was super easy. Okay. Oh, your logo is so cute. I love the green and blue. Thank you. Um, one of my Instagram friends did that art for me and it's Miss Wileen. I don't know if you follow her, but she does, she has an Etsy shop too. That's how I found her was on Etsy. And, okay. um, she, her name is Morgan and she is the best artist, does the cutest stationery and planners and stuff like that. Um, but she, I reached out to her to do some stationery for my shop. And then she was like, Hey, do you want help with your logo? And I was like, Oh my goodness. Yes. So what is her name? Morgan? I, I cannot think of her last name, but it's Miss Wileen. W-Y-O-L-E-N-E. -E. Um, and she just understood it. Like she's in our same community. Like she understood the assignment. Like her first iteration of my logo was pretty much it, which is a lot, saying a lot because I'm pretty particular. <laughs> um, yeah, she nailed it. She's um, gotten together with Wheaton Whaley home on something. Oh, I know. I love following her. And she, I mean, does she have more hours in the day than the rest of us? I don't know how she gets everything done that she gets done. Oh. <laughs> so energetic. I don't know. Okay. I'm following Miss Wileen. Is that her name? It's, I think it was like maybe her grandmother's name or something cute like that. Miss Wileen. Harry, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you have lots of things to do and keep me posted on, you know, your wreaths and your mantles and your sashes and I'm definitely um gonna go to your website and check out the Kleenex boxes because I'm telling you I cannot stand ugly Kleenex boxes no you can't have a nude one it needs ruffles in a monogram for sure don't you think I 100% agree I just have been having the hardest time deciding what I want so maybe we'll just visit no, I'll send you a message. Yeah, message me. And one thing you said about garlands and wreaths and all that, like coming up, probably starting at the end of October will be when I start posting the Christmas decor. Like as I do it, I'm really going to try to do a lot more. I did some tutorials last year, but I'm going to try to do a lot more beginning to end tutorials on how to hang it and assemble it. And last year was when I posted, I don't know if you saw this, but the, um, I use the Amazon table runners mm -hmm. kind of a ribbon in my trees and my sashes. And so that's one of the things that kind of um, popped off uh, where I, a lot of people started following me around Christmas time last year, just because of that one tip, which is so funny that it, that it went kind of so crazy, but yes. So if you don't know about that, um, I'll definitely be posting about that again this Christmas and, I mean, I really think that everybody can have a tree and a mantle that looks super professional um, and it's not hard to do. I really need help with my mantle. That is one area that is, you know, you feel like you need to put a lot of stuff on, but then, but then yeah. you have to you do and it's, you know, some it'll look good in real life and then you take a picture and you think, Genesis. oh, isn't that, isn't that the truth that sometimes what looks great in person doesn't in photos or vice versa? Can look I'm a photographer. I mean, I love so many things that I do, and then I'll take a picture and I'll share it, and it's like it just looks terrible. 
I don't know. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest, uh, next to technology, photography has been one of the most difficult things with all of this is just learning how to get lighting right. And, and I do have a friend, a professional that shot all of our dresses for us when I first started the dress line. And so, and those pictures are amazing. Um, and so I think I probably need to reach out and have somebody professional photograph my stuff more often instead of just struggling to do it myself. But yes, I understand. Well, I will be probably calling you within the next week or very soon because I just want to visit with you as just as friends off the air because I have so many things to talk about. Oh, please do. I would love that. I'm like, I need to, I need to book a trip up to Lubbock. One of my very best friends lives in um, Pampa. So, and then my husband's, all of his mom's side of the family lives in Borger and Okay, so you have lots of people further up north from us. And then aunts and uncles that live in Lubbock and then, you know, always going to the Texas Tech games. So and yeah, fall would be a good time. You should fall's a good time to visit here. It's yeah. beautiful. If you ever have anything coming up and you think, Man, I wish I had somebody off my buddy list of Instagram up here in Lubbock just to participate or help or anything. Just hit me up because I'm always up. Lubbock's not that far. Lubbock's easier to me than San Antonio. Yes. Oh, I agree. Like we, we make that, that haul to Dallas like frequent multiple times a year and it's, you get used to it and it's so easy. I think people in other States, you know, that (laughs) don't live in Texas are like, what five hours is easy or, you know, five or six hours, but it really is. It is. It's not a bad drive at all. So this just let me know. Well, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me, Terry. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was so fun. Yay. I'm so glad. Well, I'll talk to you next. Hey, y'all. It's Faith. Don't forget to find me on Instagram. I'm Blue Bonnet Home. Until next time.